Welcome to the Health and Biz Bites podcast. I'm your host, Mike Beverly. Thanks for tuning in today. This podcast is dedicated to individuals and professionals who desire to learn more about the subject and business aspects of non-traditional technologies and approaches to better health and vitality. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Health and Biz Bites. Today, we have Dr. Lionel King, who is an international speaker and author of the new book, Mastering Vitality. He is quickly becoming America's leading expert in lifelong optimized living. His breakthrough rejuvenation system has proven that diminished health and vitality can be reclaimed by just about any proactive person at any age. And we're delighted to have you, Dr. King. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. I appreciate it. Well, you're more than welcome. And we are always excited to talk to anyone who is interested in helping people live with better health and vitality. So uh, tell us a little bit about you, your upbringing, and your background, please. Yeah, well, I grew up in Alabama. I was born in Los Angeles, but my family moved to Alabama you know, when I was 10 years old. And uh, that's where I did most of my school. I did. Uh, I went to college at Alabama State University. And uh, ever since I was six years old, I wanted to become a physician. And so I studied hard and got into medical school and, and became became a doc. Well, that's that's interesting. That's really interesting. So growing up in a small town, as we've discussed uh, before the recording today, you said it was a very small town. So obviously, growing up in Los Angeles, which is a massive city, to a small town in Alabama, was there some culture shock there for you oh, and your family? Oh my goodness, it was a big culture shock. You know, coming from Los Angeles, where you didn't know, you know, what culture someone was from. You had everything. It was just a, a kind of a mixing bowl of different cultures and races and religions. To go to Alabama, that was very just black and white. You know, and. And this, this was this was in the '80s, and so Alabama in the '80s was, you know, like most places in the '60s, and all we had was black and white. There was not really any other cultures or races or things of that nature. So it was extremely different growing up in Alabama. I will I will say that 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 had to be uh, a different. And I know, um, you know, I grew up uh, in a small town in Virginia, and so even going to uh, a bigger town, which was maybe 10,000 people. I grew up in a town of about 1,100 people. To go to college to a town of 10,000 people was uh, a little bit of a shock to me, but I can't imagine <laughs> what that was like going from LA to that little town. But uh, uh, just out of curiosity, where did your studies for, for after Alabama State, where did your studies for medical school go? Uh, take you to 
Yeah, so then I went to University of Wisconsin in Madison, Wisconsin. That was another cultural shock, mainly a weather cultural shock. And then from there, I did my specialty training in internal medicine at Johns Hopkins University in Baltimore. Worked for over 15 years in the hospital system, taking care of people at their sickest. And most of the time, we get them well enough to go home, but they just end up right back in the hospital. You know, whether it's a year later, whether it's three years later. And they end up back on more medications, not less, and usually sicker, not healthier. And the reason is because we have a broken healthcare system that really focuses on just treating the symptoms of the of, of the conditions and doesn't really focus on getting to the root cause of what's causing the issues in the first place. And so when I recognized that, I didn't want to be a part of that broken healthcare system any longer. So what I did was I got further training. I got further training in what's called functional medicine or integrative medicine. It's the study of how the body functions optimally. We're trained to get to the root cause of the issues rather than just putting band-aids on the symptoms. So I made that switch in 2013, uh, ended up writing a book called Mastering Vitality. And since that time, we've helped thousands of people really turn around their health, optimize their health, and transform their lives. It's, it's really been an incredible journey. Well, that, that sounds so encouraging. And as you and I discussed prior to the episode, that's one of my motivations is educating people about what you do and who you are. And obviously, you, you've you seen it from both sides. And uh, that's, that's just, I, I applaud you, Dr. King, for doing what you're doing, because that really is the answer. And what I've what I've learned in the last three years since I went through my health crisis that gave me this passion to help people realize there might be a better way than traditional Western medicine uh, is, um, you know, to educate people about that. And and wh where did your functional medicine? I mean, what what was the what triggered in your mind or in your life or in your processes of doing traditional Western medicine, what triggered you to go that route? There must have been something. I mean, other than you kept habitually seeing people not get better, but what, what else? Was there something? Uh, yes. Yeah, with, with anyone who goes down this route, because this is, this is a challenging route to go down, you know? Um, and anytime that happens, there's always some sort of personal uh, uh, history behind it. And for me, it was my dad. Um, you know, uh, my dad, he was the, he was a visionary. He was a dreamer. He was the one that really caused us to leave uh, the unhealthy, you know, Los Angeles and, and go to Alabama so that we could breathe the clean air and grow our own food and, and stuff like that. And I thought he was healthy. He was built like Popeye. You know, he was fit. And I thought my dad was going to live forever. He was my hero. He was my mentor, uh, my best friend. And then when I was in uh, my residency at Johns Hopkins, I got a phone call from my mom. And my mom says, you know, your dad just came back from the doctor and they diagnosed him with pancreatic cancer. And I said, wait a minute, mom, are you sure? Are you sure it was pancreatic, not prostate? Because there's a big difference. And she said, no, no, they said pancreatic. And so what my mom was telling me was that my dad wasn't going to be around in four months. You know, pancreatic cancer comes with a four-month death sentence. 
And that was devastating because I thought my dad was healthy. But but what I now know is that he did have some warning signs. He had high blood pressure. The doctors simply put him on a blood pressure medicine, right? You know, blood pressure is normal. Problem solved, at least I thought. He had high cholesterol. Doctors just put him on a statin and, and, you know, sent him on his way. And so we thought we were doing the right things. But what I now know is that these were warning signs. These were the check engine lights indicating that there was a bigger problem going on. But that bigger underlying problem just went ignored because, you know, of, of the medications. And we thought everything was good. And then years later, pancreatic cancer pops up, you know, and my dad died, you know, within four months of being diagnosed. And, and during that time, you know, I remember he was in the hospital. He had lost a whole bunch of weight. He had just had this horrendous surgery called a Whipple procedure. He had to learn how to walk again, had to learn how to eat again. And then after all of that, the doctors say, well, we got the mass, but we're, we're certain that there's still cancer cells in the body recommended chemo. And after the research that I did, I said, you know, chemo doesn't really work with pancreatic cancer. And my dad was like, no, I'm not doing that. I've suffered enough, but he didn't want to give up. And so I did some more research and I found this institute called the Optimum Wellness Institute in, no, the Optimal Health Institute in San Diego. I enrolled both of us there and I enrolled us for two weeks and we were only able to stay a week because my dad's lungs started filling up with malignant fluid, fluid filled with cancer. And so we had to rush him back. But in that one week that we were there, I learned more about health, more about digestion, more about how the human body actually functions. I learned more in that one week than the four years in medical school and the three years I had spent at Johns Hopkins. And I remember my dad, after that class, you know, after one of the classes, I remember my dad looking up at me, his eyes were all sunken in and, and you know, he was, he was thin. And I remember him looking up at me and he says, if only I would have known about this sooner. That is the most helpless feeling that I've ever had. Um, being, you know, I was already a doctor. I had all this knowledge and, and, and I didn't even know this information. And all I could say was me too. Wow. That's what planted the seed. That's what planted the seed. Man, that's, I know that had to be painful to watch and to experience and see your own father going through that. But, uh, but obviously you, you've impacted, as you'd mentioned, thousands of lives because of the knowledge that you've gleaned from that experience. And, uh, and I, I know your father's looking down today and saying, you're, you're, you're he's, I'm, I know he's super proud of you and, uh, gosh, what a, what a, what a story by now. But, uh, um, now that's obviously led you into your work that you're doing at your clinic in, uh, Naples. Tell us a little bit about that and how that all came to be. Yeah. You know, and I kind of stumbled upon functional medicine. Um, you know, after my, my father died, it was, it was very painful and, I just put my head down and, and, you know, went, went to work, you know, and that's when I went and, you know, I was working in the hospitals. I, I put my wheatgrass juicer away. I, 
you know, stop sprouting. And then I just got into the, you know, day to day grind, but I knew it wasn't my passion. And so after years, uh, you know, building this big uh, medical group, you know, I, I just said, well, what impact am I making? you know, making all this money, you know, we, we had a large medical group, we had 15 doctors working for us. And I said, what impact am I making? And I, and I was very unfulfilled. And so that's when I just, I, I, you know, my own health was, was struggling. And I just took some time off just to reflect and get my own health back. You know, I was a little bit overweight. I was having severe back spasms and pains and, um, you know, arthritis. I was only 40 at the time. And I said, you know, there's got to, there has to be another way. And I recognized that it was because I wasn't following my passion. And so I went uh, on a, a, a journey where I do dove into personal development. Um, that's where I met Tony Robbins. And then I went to India and did a spiritual kind of uh, a pilgrimage as well. Well, um, and then that's when I really turned everything around. And when I came back, I told my business partner, I said, you know, I'm out. Um, I, I don't want to continue to lead people down this path of disease. I, I really want to show people what I know is correct, which is how to actually get your body to heal. And so that's, that's what kind of led me down this path. And as uh, I learned more and more about nutrition and things of that nature. It kind of, you know, functional medicine just kind of fell into my lap. I had a lot of different mentors who, when I looked at what their patients were accomplishing, I'm like, wait a minute, this is not possible. It's not possible to reverse autoimmune disease. It's not possible to, to be diabetic in, and then not be diabetic. You know, this, we, I, we learn in medical school that this is not possible. But I was seeing it in front of my eyes every single day. And that's when I knew I said, I have to learn this stuff. I, you know, I have to know how this is possible. And then as I did that, and then I started guiding and mentoring people in this journey and seeing the amazing results that, that we were getting, then that's, that's when it really took off. Um, and now we help people all over. We, we actually work with people virtually. We have a virtual team of uh, the best uh, coaches and mentors all around the country. Um, and we're able to uh, help people from all over. Uh, and it's, it's really been amazing. We're in Naples, Florida, but, you know, we help people all over, all over Florida. That's, that's, that's quite a story. And to hear that you started with uh, personal development, it's so interesting because, uh, uh, I I started my career in education, which can be and probably is more so now a pretty negative environment. And uh, I was uh, exposed to uh, Zig Ziglar. I don't know if you've heard that name. Yes, and yes. Uh, and I bought a, a set of his tapes, cassette tapes, and literally he said, "You have to listen to this message sixteen times." to get it. And, and I think I wore those tapes out and <laughs> had a massive impact on my mindset, my frame of mind. And, and I know that's uh, all about uh, Tony Robbins work. So, uh, Absolutely. so when, when did you get exposed to him and, and what, you know, for a traditional doctor that I, you may be a rare bird of someone who's, who's, who's experienced uh, Tony Robbins. What, what what were you thinking 
as you were being exposed to that? Well, when I was in residency, you know, my that's when my father got sick. And as soon as I found out he had cancer, I said, I'm, you know, I have to go to Alabama. I have to be by his side. And and you just don't leave. You don't take a leave from Johns Hopkins. That's just not something that you do. And I remember the dean says, well, you know, when are you coming back? I said, well, I'm, I'm not sure. You know, I, I just told you my dad was diagnosed with cancer, has, you know, four months to live. I, I'm not sure. And, he, and then he says, well, you understand that there's a line of people waiting for your spot. You know, we, we need to know. And it just infuriated me because here I was getting ready, you know, my, my, my dad wasn't going to be around. And, and here I was, I felt that I was being kind of threatened and, and given an ultimatum that if I leave, I was going to lose my spot. And so I told him, I said, well, do what you have to do, you know, but I'm, I'm out, I, I, I'm leaving. And my best friend at the time, who's my best friend now, he's actually a functional cardiologist in, in Sarasota, one of the one of uh, the the most brilliant physicians that that I know, we did uh, residency together, and he called me and says, "Hey, I know you're in pain. I know, you know, you're hurting, but just at least give him a date. You know, you don't want to lose this opportunity." And so that's what I did was, and I was able to keep my spot. But it was that moment that I recognized that I had to own my own destiny. I needed to own my own time. And I couldn't be owned by anyone else. And so that's where my entrepreneurial spirit came from, because I knew that I needed to, you know, be able to have the autonomy to do the things that I wanted to do. But I didn't know anything about business. They don't teach you anything about business in medical school uh, or college for that matter, you know. And so I had to learn it on my own. And so Tony Robbins was one of the first cassette tapes that, that, uh, it was his personal power series. And I went through that and I was just so motivated. And that's, that's really kind of where, where it started. Oh, that's, that's a great story. That's a great story. And I'm, I'm sorry you had to be put in that position, but uh, that, that happens so much, not only probably in medicine, I know it happens in the corporate world because I have plenty of friends who have uh, experienced that. Uh, I've been, very blessed to either be in education or in my own business my whole life. So I've, I've had a lot of, a lot more freedom than some of my friends and close friends, but uh, interesting. That's, that's cool. So, uh, so tell us a little bit more about your virtual practice. Obviously, I know you, you probably see a lot of pay, people there in, uh, in Naples. And I guess, is that uh Collier County you're in? Collier County, yes, Florida? In Collier County. Yeah, yeah. 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 I know it's uh I've got uh, several friends that live there. And and as I mentioned, uh Dr. George Yakos, who I'm coming to consult in July for my own color cardiology health. Uh, but uh anyway, how how does that work and how how do you attract or get your clients through the virtual part of it? Yes, yes. Well, one of the big shifts that uh, I had to make in my own head and that I teach our clients to make is that there's the the doctors don't heal you. Like I can't heal anyone, okay? And that was a big shift because the way that they teach in medicine is we are the healers. People get sick, they come to us, 
we write either we do one of two things we either write them a script for a medication or we do surgery and we heal them that is the construct that is what we that's the mentality well what i've learned is that we actually don't heal people your own body heals itself even if someone breaks their ankle you don't go to the surgeon for them to heal you what they do is they put the bones back into proximity so that the body is able to heal itself so what we do is we create the environment for the body to heal well most chronic diseases they exist because of the lifestyle that the person is living it's either because of the stress that they're under because of the food that they're eating because of the fact that they're exercising not enough or they're exercising too much, they're putting stress on their body, it's usually caused by a physical, chemical, or emotional stress of some sort. So what we need to do is we need to coach them and train them of what they do so that they can put their own bodies in a position where it can heal itself. That can be done virtually. So the very first thing that we wanted to do was we going to say, hey, you coming in and me putting my stethoscope on you or me, you know, sticking a thermometer, you know, uh, uh, in one of your orifices, that that's not what's getting you better. What's getting you better is the education of what is the root cause of your illness. So we do we do a lot of webinars. We do a lot of teaching. We have a lot of free education that we put out into the world, similar to what you're doing with this podcast so that people can be enlightened and say, wait a minute, I yes, I, I, I can um, give myself the ability to, to heal itself. And we educate people on how to do that. All of that can be done virtually. So it all starts with education. And so we have a lot of free education through webinars and podcasts and things of that nature. And then if someone wants to engage with me, you know, just like you and I are talking right now via Zoom, I do a consultation via Zoom. And then if, you know, we decide that we move forward, we put together a plan for them. I send them and we, we get labs. Uh, I could, there's labs all over the country that I partner with. Uh, we can send kits to their homes. So everything can be done in the comfort of their own home or city. Um, and then we analyze those results for them and make recommendations of how we turn around and put back into balance what's out of balance, whether that is a nutrition plan, a supplementation plan, a stress reduction plan, whatever it is that we need to do to really get that person back to uh, their optimal uh, healthy self. Oh, that's wonderful. Now, were you doing this prior to COVID, which obviously created a lot of virtual businesses? And Yes, yes. Well, interesting enough, so here in Naples, we have a lot of snowbirds. And so they're here, um, you know, six months, four to, four to six months out of the year. And so so I what I was doing was I was doing a lot of seminars, in-person seminars. And so most of my clientele was here in Naples. And I needed to create a program that they could do no matter where they were, because I didn't want them to be healthy just six months out of the year. So we created something that they could also do when they're up north, you know, in New York, Wisconsin, or wherever their summer home was. And so we developed a virtual program 
to meet the needs of the snowbirds. And so then when COVID came, it, it didn't really affect us that much uh, because we were we already everything that we were doing could be done virtually anyway. Well, that was a uh, stroke of genius that you were doing that already because so many people, I mean, the whole world was thrown off by COVID. And, it, you know, I mean, I I had a 24 year old traditional business that uh, had provided uh, a, a nice lifestyle for my family and myself. And because it was related to schools, private, public and Christian schools, we were out of business and we lost 95% of our business. And I, I didn't know when about the time COVID was hitting that I was going to have a major health crisis that was going to shift my whole world. And I wasn't prepared for that, but, mm. uh, but that was, that was very, uh, and I don't know if that was a, a plan you had in place prior, but it was certainly timely. Yes. Yes, absolutely. The major thing that COVID did for us is it took us from doing in-person seminars to webinars and our reach expanded all over the globe. Uh, we have people all over the country who reach out and benefit from our uh, education that we put out. And, and, and I have COVID to thank for that. Well, that's wonderful. And, and what's, what is really, I think, a major benefit to the world is COVID um, kind of forced people to look for some ask, answers, ask some questions, and to get the education about alternatives like mm -hmm. what you provide. So, so it's it's been uh, while I don't think if you ask anyone in the world, would you want to go through a COVID pandemic again? They'd be one hundred percent no. But but I think it did awaken a lot of people to alternatives like what you provide. And and as we discussed, one of the motivations for me to start this podcast was for education and to drive people to professionals like yourself that probably offer a better way. And, and, and I, I'm going to strike that word probably definitely offer a better way so uh so as we're wrapping up here dr king what uh what advice or takeaways would you offer our listeners here as we kind of wrap up and then i want you to be sure to give them the information to how to reach out to you yes well the main thing in this day and age what i feel is the biggest challenge is focus. It's very difficult to focus. And because we're bombarded with so much information, we have information overload. And so I teach everyone to really find, you know, uh, what is your why? Focus on what it is that you want and why do you want it? And so if it's to get healthy, if it's to get out of pain, if it's to lose weight, okay, Figure out what specifically it is that you want. Focus on that. Tap into the why. Why do you want it? Why is it important? And then the answers will come after that. Okay. So that's the first thing that I would do. And then just pick out small steps that you can do to get you closer to that goal. 
whether it is, you know what, I'm going to make sure that I get rid of processed foods. I'm going to make sure that I reach out to a mentor and help a mentor guide me because I'm tired of wasting time trying this and trying that. Or, you know what, I'm going to drink more water. That is the one thing that I'm going to commit to do. Whatever it is, pick something, an action item that's going to propel you forward and do it and do it consistently because there's so many people, because they're bombarded with so much information, they're stuck and they're paralyzed, you know, because of they, they don't know what direction to turn. So that would be that would be my um, my advice. If someone wants to reach out to me, they can go to NaplesVitality.com, um, reach out to my team, um, you know, and doesn't matter where you are in the world. If you would like to reach out and, and chat, we, you know, offer free 15 minute uh, consultations. And so that would be a great place to begin. Well, thank you so much for that information, Dr. King. And uh, I will say that our podcast does have uh, a, a multiple country reach. Our number one country, obviously, is the U.S., but our second highest uh, listening audience is Australia. Oh, wow. And uh, we've, we've uh, through, through some referrals in a health uh, uh, organization that I belong to, I have a very prominent uh, friend in Australia who has made it available to uh, <clears throat> hundreds of his followers and listeners there. So we we do get uh, a good bit of following in Australia. So hopefully you'll pick up some uh, new uh, clients from Australia as a result of this, or who knows. But at uh, uh, any rate, folks, it's been a pleasure to have Dr. King on. And uh, uh, I was so impressed. His staff people reached out to me to ask about being on the podcast because it's it's been uh, just a delight for me to someone who's never done uh, podcasting or anything like this, uh, but for the last year, being reached out by quality professionals like Dr. King who want to be on this podcast because uh, like Dr. King, uh, we both have uh, a goal and a passion to educate and inform people about better ways to uh, receive and realize better health and vitality. So any closing remarks, Dr. King, before we wrap up? Well, no, I just want to say, you know, thank you so much, Mike, for everything that you do. It's podcasts like this. It's your passion that you have that really um, ignites that spark in, in so many people. Uh, and it's really, really uh, changing the world. So I, I really uh, applaud you for all the work that you do. And just one final time, if you would, this will be in the show notes, but if you would, for our listeners, give them your website one more time, please. NaplesVitality.com NaplesVitality.com as, as I mentioned, folks, that'll be in the show notes. And if you'd like to reach out to me to learn more about my passion and mission to educate people about uh, other folks and professionals like Dr. King, you can go to www.mikebeverly.life, L-I-F-E. And while you're there, hit the podcast tab and you can listen to this episode and multiple others. And then while you're there, read a blog or two, some really great information, especially the last couple of blogs on hydration. And Dr. King mentioned that is one of those little steps <clears throat> that you could change to improve your health is hydration and drinking more water. But at any rate, we're glad you joined us today. 
and we know you'll enjoy the information that Dr. King shared with everyone. So have a wonderful rest of your day and take care. Hey everyone, and thank you so much again for checking out today's episode. And if you're listening through iTunes, Spotify, wherever you happen to be listening, please subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review if you choose to do so. And I'm grateful for you and that you're spending this time with me. Have a wonderful rest of your day.